from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. You're talking about teaching the Odyssey. I mean, this is something that, this is some pretty tough literature here. How do the courses that you're teaching in this prison program compare to what you're teaching on the regular campus? Exactly the same. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last Friday, Jim Brock earned his bachelor's degree from Washington University. To say he was a non-traditional student at the elite private university would be putting it mildly. Jim Brock is 50 years old, and last November, he was released from prison after serving 20 years. Jim Brock was part of WashU's Prison Education Project at University College. He is the second person to earn a bachelor's degree through the program. He's that guy, you know, that, that person in high school who stays in touch with everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, he was. We would find out about people who had been released uh, um, and maybe had gotten out of touch with through, through Jim. Um, and now he's got the perfect job. He's the alumni coordinator. The first, Jamil Spann, graduated last spring, even as the world shut down for COVID-19. And this past year, he's been working for the National Bail Fund hmm. that uh, creates a fund to you know, help people uh, get out get out on, on bail. And he is applying for uh, uh, law school. Now that program is now slated for a major expansion, and joining us today to tell us more is director Rob Hankey, and he is also a professor of drama and comparative literature at Washington University. Rob, welcome. Very happy to be here. So Rob, you were part of this program's launch. This was at the Missouri Eastern Correctional Center in Pacific in 2014. What's it like to see two graduates now make it across that finish line? It is so great, uh, Sarah. Uh, We started this program knowing that we're working at a medium security prison and that the students we have will be be getting out. And um, so it was just, we had a a glorious graduation ceremony in 2019, but that was all within the prison. We had all the trappings and, you know, the brass band and so forth. Um, but it's just something so special to see them actually, uh, uh, Jim Brock and, and Jamil out and getting their degrees and celebrating it with their, with their families. Uh, it's, just, it's just wonderful. And so that ceremony you referred to in 2019, that was for the handful of students who'd earned their associate's degree at that point. Is that correct? That's correct. There was uh, 10 individuals who had earned their associate's. And it was, it was actually the last uh, act of uh, a former chancellor, Mark Wrighton. He came mm. out uh, to the prison along with uh, several other, uh, other deans and, uh, and uh, officiated. And uh, it was a meaningful experience for him, I know, and for all of us. So your first graduate, this was Jamil Spann, who graduated last year, right in the middle of that pandemic. Yeah. What is he doing today with that degree? Well, he first uh, worked for the Alliance for Higher Education in Prison. Um, uh, while he was, um, uh, he was actually working for them still while he was finishing the degree. Then he then he started working full time for them. Um, he moved to Nashville, uh, and this past year he's been working for the National Bail Fund hmm. that uh, creates a fund to you know help people uh, get out get out on on bail. And he is applying for uh, uh, law school. He's he's I'm, I'm planning to go to law school. Wow. So these are some opportunities that without this program, without the chance to earn a bachelor's degree in prison, he would not be looking at law school. 
I don't believe so. I, I, I believe this is, you know, it's, you, you, need a, you need a BA, a four-year degree, to, to, to go to law school, and we were able to, to give him that. Hmm. So your second graduate, this is Jim Brock, who I mentioned earlier. There's a great profile of him in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I hope people give this a read. Um, Rob, what stands out to you about Jim Brock and, and his story? Well, I'll tell you a story about Jim Brock. He was in my class on uh, classical to Renaissance literature, and we, we read the Odyssey. And uh, there's, there, there's uh, Jim, as, it, as the article explains, is, uh, uh, is involved with uh, puppies for parole while he was in prison, and now he's a dog trainer. Well, he brought his dog to class <laughs> while we were doing the Odyssey. And we were, uh, in, in, in the particular class, when we came to that great moment in the Odyssey when Odysseus, who's still disguised as a beggar, um, uh, sees his dog, and his dog, no one else recognizes Odysseus, but his dog recognizes him, and then sort of wags his tail and, and, and dies. It's a very kind of sad moment, but a touching moment. And Brock's dog was, the dog he was taking care of was was in the classroom, and we just had a rollicking uh, good time uh, over that. But Was he, he was, wagging uh, his tail? Is he that was, part of he the was wagging his tail, and he did not die, uh, because, you know, he had, under the great tutelage of, uh, of Jim, he's, he's prospered. Um, so uh, he, you know, Jim was a great student. Um, he was a great kind of community member. Um, uh, he's that guy, you know, that that person in high school who stays in touch with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. We would find out about people who had been released uh, um, and maybe had gotten out of touch with through through Jim. Um, and now he's got the perfect job. He's the alumni coordinator. He, he knows everybody. He's just a great networker. Um, so this is so great to hear, um, and it, you know, just uh, your affection for for these men that you've been working with, and you know how they're taking to this education. But what's also, I'm sure, interesting to some of our listeners is you're talking about teaching the Odyssey. I mean, this is something that this is some pretty tough literature here. How do the courses that you're teaching in this prison program compare to what you're teaching on the regular campus? Exactly the same. Hmm. We give the same courses. Uh, Often we are teaching the course at the same time to students on, on the Danforth campus. Uh, and then we go to what we call the Pacific campus, our Pacific campus. Um, and uh, same reading list, same requirements, same grading standards. Um, you know, it's, it's very tough. Um, it's, that's what we tell them when we admit when they're applying and when we have admitted them that it's going to be a lot of work. Um, and it is. Um, and they really rise to the challenge. So I imagine a lot of these students aren't going to the kind of high schools that your typical Wash U undergrad is going to, that they don't maybe have the sort of grounding coming in with this. Are they able to rise to the challenge of, of some of these works and just the rigor of these classes you're teaching? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they have different experiences, different different weaknesses, different strengths. I mean, they have incredible life experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're teaching, a, we had veterans in my class when I was teaching the Trojan uh, uh, Trojan women. Uh, <laughs> that probably is war. something different than the average undergrad. Well, you know, we have some veterans on, on the WashU campus as well. But, um, but you know, writing is, you know, they haven't had the same kind of writing instruction. So we work very hard on when we admit uh, students, we put them into a special cohort class that is all based on writing mm-hmm. um, in the summer. And then they take a second writing class just as a cohort um, in the in the fall, we have an excellent um, writing program. Um, so that's that's a real important thing to work on. Sometimes the math literacy needs to be, 
you know, you, you need some, some extra work to get ready for that. Um, but, so, so you uh, do they, a couple, as I said, they rise to the yeah. challenge. You do a couple of remedial courses, and after that, they're they're kind of plunged in, and, and they're ready to go. They are plunged in. You know, we keep working on it. We're, we're we've always got our, our focus on 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 writing, um, and you know, generally critical thinking. It's you know, it's a liberal arts education, and you know, they don't have as many choices as uh, students on a normal campus. Um, we we offer we can offer six courses at a time rather than you know two two thousand at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a certain way in which that kind of uh, uh, focuses the mind and makes them makes all of us able to see connections between the natural sciences and the social sciences and the humanities. And what is critical thinking? Uh, how, what's the difference between critical thinking in in a natural science discipline and and in the humanities, and what are the similarities? Hmm. So these six courses that are on offer at any given semester in the Pacific campus, is this something where professors volunteer to be a part of this? They do. I mean, they don't do it for love. They they get a a, a, a stipend uh, paid you know by by university college. Um, uh, they. Uh, but they basically, you know, volunteer. We do some recruiting. Um, I will tell you that we've hardly ever had someone teach and not want to teach again, hmm. um, because it's a, it's just a very rewarding uh, experience. You go and you teach, say, with fifteen students, and as they're walking out the door, you know, probably eight of them say thank you as they're as they're walking out. Hmm. Um, they're very appreciative, and uh, um, you 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 know, it re- it's rejuvenating as a as a college professor. Um, you just look at the text differently. Um, you think about things differently. You, you, it's kind of where the liberal arts really meet the road. We're talking today to Rob Hankey. Uh, he is a professor of drama and comparative literature at Washington University, and he is also the director of the Prison Education Project at University College. Uh, that Pacific campus um, that is is uh, currently in place has been since 2014 at the Missouri Eastern Correctional Center. And Rob, there's some terrific news here in that your program recently secured close to $1 million to expand. You're going to the women's prison in Vandalia, Missouri. What will that grant from the the Mellon Foundation allow you to do? Oh, it's wonderful. It's really exciting. Um, it, um, it, it allows us to start a new program at uh, really the closest women's prison uh, to, to St. Louis, to Washington University, Vandalia. Um, it's 100 miles away, so we, uh, an instructor is probably not going to go there every week. But um, as we are um, starting the, the program at the, at the women's prison, we're also developing, uh, and this is another big part of the grant, a, lo- a new learning management system that does not require uh, internet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, think, think Canvas, think Blackboard, um, but not at all something to replace on-site teaching because we passionately believe in uh, face-to-face uh, instruction. But, you know, the way... Uh, people use these learning platforts uh, to supplement. Uh, um, of course, we've learned we've used them a lot, almost excessively uh, during COVID. But uh, we'll be able to, you know, s- students will be able to submit assignments. We'll be able to give them assignments. Have you know online uh, have discussions. It's it's not really online. That's a kind of a closed server uh, system. Um, so that will make that really is going to make Vandalia possible because we'll be able to, you know, one week maybe have a, 
uh, more of a remote uh, interaction, and then the next week uh, go out there and kind of keep the class going week after week. Hmm. That sounds great. In some ways, did the COVID-19 pandemic help you understand all that would be possible with this kind of closed system? Totally, totally, because we we were lucky. Uh, uh, Missouri has a system of, of, learn, of you know, computer tablets, um, and there is a, a kind of rudimentary uh, learning management system, which we were very grateful for. Um, it has serious limitations, so the, the one we're going to develop is, is really necessary. But we were um, more fortunate than other, some other programs in the country that were doing things kind of by snail mail and you know, mm. dropping things off and picking things up two months later. So we, we felt like we were kind of at the, you know, uh, what counted as the cutting edge. Um, and we, it got us really thinking about uh, how a learning management system could, could enhance uh, college um, in prison. And, and I think we were able to convince the Mellon Foundation that we were kind of at the, at the head of the, the, uh, of the path on that one. And, uh, and then we're, you know, we're teaming with this uh, brilliant uh, woman, uh, Haley Shoff from Launch Code, um, to, to work on this and, and, and develop this uh, system. So overall, has the Missouri Department of Corrections been a, a good partner in this whole effort? They really have. They really have. Uh, we had a uh, Haley Shoff, whom I just mentioned, uh, and I had a great meeting with uh, Ann Presyth, the director of corrections, and, and uh, Matt Sturm, the deputy director. And they're very, uh, very supportive. Uh, uh, director Presyth is really excited about the women's uh, about us opening up to a women's prison this i believe it's going to be the first college and prison program in a missouri uh women's prison or the first kind of major systematic one Hmm. um and um you know there there are security issues from their point of view uh, but they're really willing to kind of in, in developing any kind of new technology but uh we're confident we're going to work through them and um uh, they've been, you know, really supportive. And one reason is that this learning management system is not going to be just for um, uh, incarcerated students in, in college and prison programs. It's going to be also for just the general learning population. Um, it's going to allow um, anybody who wants to in prisons uh, in Missouri to access, you know, MIT Open Courses, the Gutenberg Library, and, you know, GED uh, training uh, uh, ma- uh, programs, um, truck drivers, you know, how to get your truck driver's license, um, you know, kind of remotely. Um, so it's going to be, um, it's really going to open up education. Wow. I mean, that just sounds so great. It's it's so great to hear about this. And and also thinking of these these people who've now made it through this program, it's, it's just wonderful to think about the impact this could have on their life going forward. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, I understand you have a third person on track who's going to be getting their degree later this summer. This is going to be the first person to graduate with the bachelor's degree while they're still in prison. Is that a little more bittersweet than the first two, where the timing worked out, where they were able to, to go into their life um, at the time that their degree was earned well actually jim did get his his uh bs degree um uh out uh, well, well outside of prison mm-hmm. uh, after after his release mm-hmm. um so so this will be uh, it'll it'll uh, uh jerome taylor i believe is, is our the next person we'll, we will have um but um yeah i i i don't i don't know it's uh we're just really happy to have these uh, talented individuals out in our community. They're very interested in giving back. 
Um, they've got a great community. It's really led by Jim Brock. They have a Zoom meetings every week, and hmm. uh, I'm sure there'll be on-site meetings very soon where they check in about housing and job possibilities and just give each other a lot of support. So I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure about bittersweet. We're, we're really happy he's going to be, you know, he's going to be out here and uh, getting the degree, and we'll be able to uh, support him after that. Well, it's it's great to hear about this work you're doing. And Rob Hankey, uh, director of the Washington University Prison Education Project, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah, for your interest in our program. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.